On this episode of the Real Life Caddy Podcast, myself and Neil will be discussing the Caddy Hall of Fame. Producer Mike recently nominated himself as a member, and we believe that he would be a great addition. However, on closer inspection, we found a number of very dubious caddies in the Caddy Hall of Fame. In true Real Life Caddy Podcast fashion, we set out the guidelines and criteria to make it into the Real Life Caddy Podcast Hall of Fame. And we delve a little deeper into what it takes caddies to be Hall of Fame worthy. As always, we have some caddy stories before taking a look at the world of golf. There are some great listener mailbag questions and a familiar Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week award. This episode is brought to you by our clothing sponsor, Baldhead Blues. Check them out at baldheadblues.com. They are offering Real Life Caddy Podcast listeners a 25% discount across the entire website. Just enter the discount code GLORIFIEDDONKEY25 at checkout. Please feel free to share the podcast with other golf fans and listen to previous episodes that you may have missed. In the meantime though, please enjoy this episode. I got this little problem, I got the hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast. I'm here with Wee Neil, as always. What's up, Big G? How you doing, buddy? Very well. Not not always, I guess. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. We're up here in the gazebo, very quiet, very cold, because uh, it's early. It's a little chilly, huh? Yeah, we have a little training to do later on, so we'll talk about that more at the end of the podcast. However, we'll crack on. We're going to tell some stories. Okay. What happened this week? Uh, this week was an odd week. I've been still working pretty good, but man, the weather was funky. It was, uh, we've been having those terrible fires out in Salinas and Carmel, everywhere else. I mean, the whole state's burning basically. Yeah. And a couple mornings out at my core home course, man, the fog smoke mix was brutal. Yeah. Oh, it could not have been very healthy. It was down on the ground. It, it, you know, it, it was 30 foot visibility. We were on one par three. It's only. 140 yards we could only see to like the ladies tee mm-hmm. so i was having to go down and and you know give a sight line as far as the guy could guys could still see me right mm-hmm. and then you know basically they'd hit and i would be out there just trying to listen for it mm-hmm. and if i didn't hear the ground then i knew at least it probably went in the sand dunes <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's where i started my search i'm surprised you even when people can't see you, at least you have that lovely voice, that projection where they could just follow yeah. the noise. Head it towards me. <laughs> follow the voice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was tough. And, you know, a lot of times I was just having to put like tees like two feet in front of the of the line of sight or throw down a <laughs> towel, you know, maybe like 20 feet in front. So they'd have a oh. general idea and I just have to kind of stay there on the tee with them. One day I did have another caddy with me, uh-huh. and so what we did, we did like walkie-talkies with our phones. Uh-huh. We would we would call each other, and then okay, tell me when it's clear, kind of deal, right? Yeah. And then all right, here here comes the first one. <laughs> oh, I think it's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I think it went left. No, nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> so you know, we do our best out there, but it it worked out. The guys actually got through the holes okay, and then it cleared up later. Pace of play. Uh, very slow. Yeah. Wow. It was it was painstaking. Painstaking. Yeah. Until the until the fog lifted a little bit. Uh-huh. Like a half hour later, we looked back and it's it's totally clear. But early morning, it was tough. Wow. So we had uh, an episode not long ago where we talked about Timmy from Southern California playing off the Blues. Yeah. When he should have been playing the Reds. Right. So our good pal Big Tony, who at some point we will have on our podcast, the legendary. 
yes, he gave me a lift home the other night and he told me about, he was carrying with a wee guy called Gary, wee Gary, and Gary was carrying for a guy who wanted to play the Blues, but his goal from the Blues was to break 100. Oh, that, uh, that makes zero sense. Zero, zero sense. <laughs> I'm going to try to break 90 from the Whites, <laughs> dummy. So, big, big Tony, who's usually a bit of a placid character, is raging. He's effing and blinding in the car on the wow. way home. Yeah. And I asked him, did he break 100 by any chance? He said, no. I said, well, how do you know? He said, he lost five balls in the first hole. <laughs> and he, he made a 19. Oh, jeez. So, 19, he didn't. Who was our boy? Tommy, Tommy Armour, who made the 23? That's it. Still, st- Tommy, you still got the record. Still got the record, buddy. but he, he shot a 19 in the first hole. Apparently, he was a total grinder as well. He oh, wanted to awesome. know what, all the information on every shot. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I had one of my own on Sunday. I had a, a request. So I wasn't feeling the best, feeling a little bit kind of rough. And our good friend Kip. He was working right in front of me. What's up, Kip? Now, Carrie Master comes across and says, Oh, Justin, there's a newlywed couple that want you to carry for them. They didn't. He just, yeah. he was next up. Okay. And <laughs> I've never felt my health improve so quickly as when I walked and saw these people playing off the, the first tee. Nice. Both of them are playing off the Reds. So the husband. Now, turns out she was a. Former pole dancer. Oh, so she was a firefighter. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saving, uh, saving California. And then oh. it, it looked like I thought it was her dad, but when they started making out on the first tee, well, I guess it could have been her dad, but well. uh, it turned out, yeah, newlyweds, he's playing off the Reds as well. Nice. Okay, so. A couple sticks. I'm, I love that. I think it's great that, you know, a fully grown man is willing to, Go up and play off the Reds, but sure. at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because it kind of it's demasculinizes uh, well, you a you wee know. bit. No, well, older seniors should play the Reds, right? Yeah, he He's, had he had a proper baseball grip, you know, about a three-inch gap between the hands. Uh, it, it wasn't looking good. Long day for Kip. It was well, exactly when I that Schadenfreude thing where I saw him, and all of a sudden, yeah. I started feeling good. Yeah, I just thought dodge oh, dodge the bullet. Well, I went, I tapped. Patted him in the back and says, "Oh, I was feeling awful this morning. Now I feel so good." <laughs> so we we get to the turn and he sends me a text message and it's his scorecard, the guy's scorecard, and he'd shot sixty four in the front. And okay. he said to me, "Just quit then. That's a good day." Well, he he, he texted me and he said, "The over under's one thirty. Mm. So I straight away I took the over because I thought this guy's never played eighteen. Yeah, no chance. He'll run out of gas. Oh, so yeah, we get to seventeen. He's an 18 T. I'm in 17 green, and he said, "I said, what's the, what's the damage?" He said, "Well, he's he's 54. Oh, he's 56 in the back." Okay. I says, "That's 120." I says, "Well, yeah, we were guaranteed, guaranteed over." So your man hits this 50, maybe more than that. Has to be 150 yards slice <laughs> off of the 18th tee. So I'm I'm feeling good now. It's three off the tee. He duffs that about 20 yards, but he's in the rough left hand side. And I'm I'm only about 50, 60 yards away, and I see Kipping it. I see him kicking it in the fairway, and oh, I'm texting uh, him going, "I saw uh, that kick. Uh, you don't you don't get you don't win that one." Bet, bet cancelled. But he uh, cancelled sh- ticket. He shot 133. Well, all right. Well, uh, he did say the highlight of the loop was in the second hole. The guy said, "Do you know where my ball is?" And Kipping it says, "Yeah, it's in the it's in the rough on the right." And the guy went, "He said, what's the rough?" <laughs> so, but that that was uh, that was my week. A lot's been going on in the uh, world of golf. 
Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff going on, huh? Right. Dustin Johnson, world number one. Oh, what? What'd you say? <laughs> does, 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 what, DJ? Was that his reaction to winning it, or is that your no, reaction to was, me saying that? I, seriously, I just don't even know if Dustin Johnson cares when he wins a tournament. Yeah, doesn't care. Let's does just he? say this though. I mean, oh my God, what a, he played brilliantly, unbelievable, and that guy's on. He is on. Mm-hmm. Thirty under. He's one off the record. Yeah. That's crazy. That one day he was 11 under after 11. Yeah. And then he didn't get one more birdie. I thought we might see a 56 or 57 that day. Yeah, it always but, happens that way. Very strong front, and then yeah. the, the back nine always pitters away. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we got to give the guy credit. I mean, he's definitely one of the world's most amazing players when he's on. Yeah. But I just don't think no one really cares. Lots more, you know, bigger news in, in the world of golf. Phil Mickelson. McPhil, McPhil played in his first ever Champions Tour event. Yeah. I predicted he'd win by six. Okay. I believe he won by three. By three? Okay. That's, that's you know, was predictable. Yes. That's for sure. But you still have to do it, right? I mean, the first day he came out hot as a firecracker, huh? 61. Mm-hmm. I think 64. And then what, what did he shoot the last day? Right around 67 or something? Huh? No, I'm not sure. Someone just texted me saying okay. great win. Yeah. However, on Sunday, I predicted he'd win by six. And then another a guy I was carrying for said, Oh, but, but Freddie Couples, Freddie. And I was yeah, like, dude, no, these no. are different beasts. You're talking dude. about, like, Freddie Couples, Phil's... you get into the Hall of Fame with about, what, 64 skins wins and yeah. one major. Yeah. Mickelson yeah. at 50 years old is a he's different st- beast. He's still competing on the PGA exactly. Tour. He could still win a major at 50 on the PGA Tour, right? On a, on a given week, right? He, I could see him competing this year in the in the Masters, that's for damn sure. I'm not sure. I think he's, I don't know if he'll win another. Tour okay. event on on the regular tour. I think he he's has a top a ten. He's won. He's been tied twice. Yeah, yeah, you know, tied second twice this year. I don't know if he'll win another tour event. He may hate you listening, mate. He's still dropping bombs. But so if, that's all. That matters. He's playing at Napa. He's having fun. Let him. Yeah, feels great. Let's, he's going to play Napa and then he's going to play the U.S. Open. So, but if he goes out there next year and starts playing seven, eight, nine events, uh, he's, he's going to. It's going to be a, it's just an ATM machine. Yeah, exactly. I think it's probably very good for that tour. Yeah, absolutely. And even it sounded, I saw some of the interviews from the other players on the tour. They were all really happy to have him out there. They knew mm-hmm. that he was going to crush him, but they're like, well, <laughs> he's, he's a great personality and he's going he's gonna to lift the tour up a little bit, right? I did. Needed a, needed a little shot. We've been talking about that. He was interviewed during the week and there was mention that you were going to try and qualify for the pure insurance at Pebble. Yeah. And he actually said, well, I'm going to, that's, he was on the on the fence about whether he'd play it or play the US Open, and he's decided to play the US Open. That was okay. it. That was the straw I, that broke the camel's I, back. I heard, I heard I scared off Gibby Gilbert, though. You did. <laughs> Gibby canceled his flight from Nashville. Now, how about this? Over the years, uh, right, there's been some incredible wins, okay? In 1985, Scott Perplank won the Western Open as an amateur. McPhil also won the 91 Tuscan Open as an amateur. Okay. Yeah. Ben Curtis was ranked... 396th in the world when he won the 2003 Open Championship. Okay. First ever major he played in. Jim Herman just two weeks ago won the Wyndham Classic. He was ranked 318th going into the tournament. He was a 600 to 1 bet. Yeah, that guy, when he shows up, he shows up. He won the, I remember I had him as a field bet a couple of years ago and he won the Houston Open. Okay. Yeah, I mean that guy. He's <laughs> he times it out well, huh? Mm-hmm. He's if he's got a game that week, he he wins. He wins. That's good on him. Jeez, lightning does does uh, strike twice. The most impressive was in the ladies' game in this past week, right? What do you got there? German girl oh. called Sophia Popov. Popov. She won the women's British Open, right? It was at Royal Troon. 
Nice. The Royal Town. Classy venue. She won by two shots. Going into the event, she was ranked 304th in the world. Wow. She had three previous wins. I think I saw her name on the... And the cactus tour she, money I, list. That's it. Huh? On the money list. She's won. Her pre- she three previous wins came on the cactus tour. Okay. And last month, she actually was uh, caddying in, in, in a tour event. Yeah, for, for one of her buddies, huh? Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, no, I think you got it wrong. I think it was Claudia. I think it was oh. Van Damme's sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's uh, a typo by uh, producer Mike. There. Yeah, nice work, Mike. <laughs> but she she won she won the tournament. Absolutely incredible feat. That is amazing. Uh, just yeah, she took advantage of her of her opportunity, just like we were just saying with Herman, huh? Got hot and just kept going. I think what it says is there's there's, there's still hope for Paige Rennie. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's true. Now we know that the Cactus Tour can produce a lot of winners, a right? lot of talent. Yeah, a lot of talent. Absolutely. So, uh, there's a lot going on in the world of golf. We're now going to move on to the meat and gravy of this podcast. Now, it's called, I forgot to mention, Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame. I like it. That sounds like a good twist. Uh, it's all to do with the Caddy Hall of Fame. So we'll move on to that next. Perfect. Guten Tag. This is Frau Popov, Women's British Open Champions 2020. Last month I'm caddying. Now I'm midget champion. Neil, good luck in qualification. Maybe you become new Popov. I love the Real Life Caddy podcast. Life is strange. Wow, Neil, Popov. Big fan of the show and big fan of you. Yeah, sie hat sehr gut gespielt. Yeah, das ist gut, yeah. Thanks, Sophia. <laughs> so during that intermission, we actually got a phone call from Big Tony to inform us that, in fact, Phil Mickelson didn't win the Tuscan Open in Italy. <laughs> it was the uh, the Tucson. Hey, I was. I thought I had. I, I got to clean my ears out a little bit. Hey, listen, <laughs> that's a given. There's a there's a lot of preparation. I have to I have to read, and I'm All dyslexic. Right. So yeah, what okay. am I going to do? So uh, ten out of one golfers are dyslexic. Exactly. There you go. Huh? <laughs> well, in a previous episode, I did tell a story about how I received an email, and it said, "Congratulations on your nomination." To the Caddy oh, Hall yeah, of Fame. Where, where, you wrote the $10,000 check. Yeah, and I thought to myself, wow, that's really nice. Yet? I wonder who did it. Well, it wasn't me. Remember, it was Mike had actually, oh, producer right. Mike had okay. put himself up, oh. but he had to use someone else's email address. So he's still, uh, he's still waiting to hear about okay, that. But let us know about that, Mike. About 20 years ago, the Caddy Hall of Fame was set up. Okay. That's a cool idea. I like that. You've heard of people like James Tip Anderson. Sure. Uh, Angelo Argia. Yeah, old Jack Jack's old guy, huh? Uh-huh. Oscar Bunn? Oscar Bunn. Uh, I don't I can't say that I have. Not really. sure of him, but I like the name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ernest Creamy Carolan. Nice. Oh, Creamy. Some characters Ooh. in there, yeah. huh? Uh, you got some some better known guys, Alfred Rabbit Dyer, okay. Mike Fluff Cowan, Bruce Edwards, sure. Steve Williams. I got one other too. Who's that? Uh, a guy named Mad Mac. Did you ever hear about him? No. He got in there. I think 1952. He caddied for uh, for Mac Faulkner in the okay. Open. They went on to win it. Wow! So this guy wore no shirt with a raincoat over it, <laughs> <laughs> and and he did, and he had binoculars without lenses <laughs> that he used to read the greens. <laughs> oh man! And so his name is Mad Mac. They didn't even give a real name, yeah. so you know this guy's out there, man. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame. That's I love insane. that story. Well, you know, that's that's good criteria. Yeah, that's good I'll uh, recompose. <laughs> now, 
we mm. started looking into this. Producer Mike started looking into this, right? The, the, the Caddy Hall of Fame, or is it the, the Hall of, of Shame? Yeah, right? let's see. Because there's some notables in here, right? A David Fay, he's a former executive director of the USGA. He's in there, right? Peter Yubarov, former commissioner of the um, uh, Major League Baseball. Chris Sullivan, founder of Outback Steakhouse. Okay. Right? All of these men caddied for a short time as youngsters and all are credited with supporting the profession of caddying. Yeah, now, I, can, I can say I, I haven't seen any of those guys out there humping double lately. No. no. Is it, and, and you have to ask yourself, you know, is this, is this an attempt to put some famous recognizable names in there to give it some sort of credibility? Because I don't really think it needs that. In the last 20 years, caddying's really become you know, quite the big thing. Yeah, sure. And, there's some, and there's some big names. Look at Bones Mackay. He's now in the telly. Uh, yeah, he's, he's doing a phenomenal job. In 2012, we Tom Watson was inducted into the Caddy Hall of Fame. On the, on the Caddy Hall of Fame's website, right, there is no mention of Watson ever lifting a bag. So he, he must have just done jobs off of carts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just that's what I'm thinking. Strictly one FCs off the cart. The website goes on to say that, quote, his work promoting the important role of caddies in the game of golf earns him a place in the Hall of Fame. Tedious link or what? Wow. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Edwards, okay, yeah, put, put, put him in there, but Tom, right on the coattails? I don't think so. Yeah. Pass. He may have been positive. I guess Ian Woosnam probably wouldn't get in then. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, maybe we they drew the line at that. Yeah. We Here's one. Out. In 1999, Jack Nicholas was inducted into the Caddy Hall of Fame. The reason stated in the website is the following. If it weren't, weren't for the experience he gained caddying for his father at Ciota Country Club, the man many consider to be the greatest golfer to ever live may never have picked up a club. Really? Wow. Really? That, that's, just, a, oh, that's a stretch, huh? The, I used to it, caddy for my dad when I was, uh, I think, six or seven. I guess that gets you in. Yeah, I think I'm in. <laughs> I used to push his big pull cart around. My brother would take the other guy's bag and yeah. get a cheeseburger out of the deal. Cheeseburger and a Coke after the round. <laughs> it's, it's quite incredible, but you have these. So, so Tom oh, Watson man. never carried a golf bag. Or he maybe carried it from the trunk of his car to the uh, the bag stand. Yeah. And Jack Nicholas. Now, here's the thing about this: Jack's one of the biggest proponents of the show up, keep up, and shut up. Yeah, there you go. Mantra that we talked about just a couple of weeks ago yeah. with Scott Martin. Yeah, I gotta or say, actually, and before that, I gotta say, keep them in the golf hall of fame. They, yeah. don't, need, they don't need to be in the caddy hall of fame. I, I believe so. It's it just seems a little bit dodgy. Yeah. Do you think just, they're just picking names for recognition, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to get your criteria straight. Exactly. So off the back of that, we actually had the idea to come up with our own criteria to get into the Real Life Caddy podcast, I like it. Caddy Hall of Fame. So... Yeah, there won't be any pro golfers in our, on our list. No, no, no. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the criteria. So Neil, what do you have? All right, there are some critical points we got to make here to get in that Hall of Fame, Gordon. You have to be able to roll a joint in a three-club wind. A tight joint, mind you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> like wow. my old buddy River Robber. I, I knew right. I'd love this section. I've I knew seen, I'd love this section. I've never seen anyone better than River Robber. But you yet. see that half the caddies in Scotland and Ireland are probably in that Hall of Fame now. So how big is this Hall of Fame? It's gonna be big, yeah. huh? It's gonna be expansive. Uh -huh. uh, you gotta wash your clothes more than once a month. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, capable of eating a full rack of ribs while working still. Wow. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a guy do it, yeah. and it wasn't pretty. That's a skill. <laughs> oh, man, he had stuff all over his face, his fingers. He's grabbing the clubs. I'm like, oh, man, bro, there goes our tip today. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the ribs were good. 
I, I hope this, regardless of how much you drink, you're still able to make the first tea the following day. Yeah, that's that's mandatory. That's a that's a principle I've lived by and still do. It yes. doesn't matter where I am, what I've done, yeah. I'm on that first tea. Yeah, it's it's with self-inflicted, you show yeah. up. Right? I may be worthless, right? Yeah. But I'll be there. But you'll be there. I like it. I've never J- missed Jack, it. Jack at least got one thing, turn up. Yeah, that's you know? true. Turn up. I like it. What else you got? How about this one? Now, this is, this is great. You're working off a cart, which we do a lot. Yeah. And you kind of eyeball it. Okay, he's got 160. So you take across a 6, a 7. And for some reason, I don't take the 8, but I take the 9. So I have three clubs. And the closer I get to the ball, I realize it's an 8. Yeah. Well, I think you're a Hall of Famer. If you can convince that player to hit any of the clubs you have, yeah. <laughs> except the one yeah. Yeah. they really need. That's a good point. And if you gun it and you say, well, yeah, it's 150, and they say, well, that's eight, and you say, oh, a little bit of wind up there. So yeah. I'd, I'd prefer you hit a soft seven. Yeah, what about when he looks down and he sees the sprinkler head? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, hold on, that says uh, 122, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> so I think that's... Uh, it's, you know, it's a... You're it's a Hall of Famer, there. you know. Okay. I, like, um, I like that one. I always love those ones. You're a Hall of Fame caddy, right? If during a corporate event, right, you take enough food from the cart to feed a small family for a week, <laughs> there you, go. you know, yeah, your bib is just stuffed full of <laughs> chips and bars. And, oh, uh, someone else is paying. Okay, <laughs> kids are going to eat free tonight. Yeah, old old noodle salad adheres to that one. He's in noodle salad's in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, how about being able to lie to someone's face without laughing? Yeah. <laughs> a must criteria. Oh, sir, there's a lot of wind up there. Yeah. We're not feeling. I, yeah. I think, yeah, 150, it's definitely the hybrid. Yeah. Uh, it really, really swirls around here. Nah, you, 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 hit, corner. you hit that uh, that nine iron is, is oh, you know, horribly. Boy. Oh, good, good contact there, yeah. sir. Good contact. How, how, about, the, how about the the art? It opens ne- up over there. How about uh, the art of negotiating bad wages? Right, so... I had a situation a couple of years ago where somebody had emailed me and they wanted extra caddies in the job. And I then said, well, yeah, this is how much you have to throw our way. And the first day was a four caddy and they paid me what we were expecting. The second day there was two caddies and they paid us half of that. Mm-hmm. And I had that uncomfortable situation of having to say, yeah, yeah I remember that email we back and forth and you said thumbs. <gasps> oh, and it wasn't yeah, a problem, okay. but that's, so that's you know. You've got to be able to barter then a little you bit, You have right? to. That's it. Negotiate bad wages. Okay. All right. Uh, how about capable of living off a pizza and beer diet while living in your car? That's, uh, I mean, come on. That's, that's Caddy 101 there. Uh, you got to have skin thicker than an alligator. That's for sure, yeah, that's right? True. Yeah. Oh, that didn't break. Oh, that played long. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I, I'd say, right, anyone that's walked off the golf course, in my opinion, gets into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Maybe carrying for someone like Barry. Yeah. Just right. take it. Nah, nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm just, I'm going. All right, then Phantom's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phantom's yeah, in. Phantom's yeah. in for sure. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? How about <laughs> this one? This, like, you, you might, this might get us both in. Anyone that's been doing it for 20 plus years and still has a positive outlook on humanity. There you go. That's, 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 he's in. Uh, how about being able to complete a loop when a river runs through it? Oh, Ooh, that's oh. tough. Oh. Just out there sweating on your brow, like oh, the stomach's turning, flip flopping. You're like, oh god, two more holes. I can do it. Just sprint off. I don't need my tip today. It's all right. <laughs> the only time you don't hang around for the tip. And you know, you know what they call that in Germany? 
Uh, what you got? Uh, do a cabal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> How about anyone? Anyone doing 400 plus loops a year gets in. Absolutely. That's yeah. like 400, over one a day, average of one a day. That's incredible. That's phenomenal. Uh, that's yeah. You ever done that? You're in. Uh, no, I've, I've gone up to at least one a day though. Yeah. 350 range. 350. Yeah. How about if you got arrested one night, but you're caddying the next? That's pretty solid. I, I saw that a few times in yeah. Scotland. Oh. Old Jimmy got arrested the night yeah. before for a you know, breach of the peace or an assault, eh? Yeah. We're in the same clothes. How about if you get arrested during your round? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in, dude. You're a legend. You're, you're a legend. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, and any, any client who has ever, you know, if we're talking about Jack Nicholas going in, Tom wasn't, then any of my clients who ever have given me a big tip, they're in. Big yes. fat tip. Big Kirsten, fat Kirsten tip. voting you in, dude. Kirsten's getting in. Uh, honorary now, member. <laughs> in, order, in order to get those tips, right? Yeah. There's some other, it's called tactical tipping techniques. Oh, I like it. Okay, so we have a few of these. Yeah. Because in in a previous episode, I'd actually mentioned that we could do an entire podcast strictly sort of dedicated to the maneuvers, the skill set that we use Uh, in order to sort of get paid and tipped. I love it. So I I got a good one to start off with. It's mm -hmm. called the Caddy Linger. Yeah. AKA the long goodbye. <laughs> long way home. No, you never notice. Caddies are always in a hurry to get finished. Uh-huh. Of course, okay, yeah, we're falling behind. Let's go, let's go, let's go. As soon as comes tip time. Oh, hey. Yeah. Boy, that, how about that shot you hit on five back there, Joe? Yeah. Boy, what a bomb you made, Jim, on eight, huh? Wow. Amazing. Okay, guys, I'm going to go now. Okay, yeah. it's been, been great, huh? Oh, hold on. Don't forget about that finger the grip i showed you right remember that oh hey jim what did, what did you shoot on the back nine? anyway um okay i'm gonna go guys hey i hope you have a great trip all right yeah okay then walk away walk of shame bye yeah. that's, that's so funny uh, i'll tell you one one time this was a vet move i had a, a corporate group two of the guys that i wasn't carrying for i was carrying for the guests and there was some money in the shop okay so we get to 18 cart jobs and the other caddy he takes the car all the way up top to the, you know, what I would call the tipping zone. Okay, yeah, sure. So he's up sure. in the tipping zone yeah, in the little in the... cul-de-sac. Yeah. And I deliberately, because I know, oh, these guys, I'm not going to run the risk here of maybe them saying, because sometimes the guests, everything's been paid for. Yeah. They go, I know you're getting taken care of, but here's, a, you know, it's a class move, isn't it? Yeah. You're walking down 17, maybe walking up 18, the guy, hey, listen, I know John's taking care of you, but hey, here, that's from me. Nice. Oh, yeah. Turns a good day into a great day. Yeah, big difference, for sure. 18. Other caddy takes the cart up. He's a little wet behind the ears. I leave my cart 50 yards back. Mm. It means I create, I think they call this in American football, separation. Yeah, separation. Good. So there's good separation. Yeah. So my players have to jolly back 50 yards yeah, to the cart, at which good. point there's no chance of John saying, oh, no, he's been taken care of. Oh, you know? I like that. Yeah, yeah, I and, like that. Oh, all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. big G, no nice one. one. Thank you so much. Yeah, no. there's a little extra for you. I go, oh, slip no, that one in there. No, no one's looking. Yeah, hey, what do you know? absolutely I like brilliant. That. That's that's a good tactic. How, how about I haven't, when, I haven't used that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm hey, there you it. go. It's oh. called create separation. Create separation. All right, I like it. I I once you know you hear it a lot. They say, uh, Caddy say, oh, is, is that from both of you? Yeah. Well, Ooh. It can, it can, that's it, direct. That can, that can yeah, that can that can work both ways. That one. That could get you in trouble. That could get you in some trouble. You got to be careful, you know. It's it's tactics here, right? Tactical. Mm-hmm. Use your use your common sense too. And also, a good caddy will always work on his tip during a round. Yes. So one I always like to use is 
the guy makes the birdie like on the second or third hole. Say, oh, no caddy refund for you, Jim. <laughs> so <laughs> they're there, but it's setting up for the next birdie Jim makes. Oh, Jim, you're in the bonus round. You've hit the bonus round. Is everyone hearing this? <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta stir the pot a little early. Hey, one thing producer Mike wrote down, he was caddying with a, an old-timey guy uh, a few years back, and the one caddy, he got tipped, and he said, oh, thank you, sir. I think I'll go out for dinner tonight. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, I have a good client. He he uh, he always tips me right off the bat. I love that. Uh, Eric Oliver, peace peace, Eric. He's in Midland, Texas. He always said, "Fast money makes good friends." Uh-huh. I, I always love that. The guy just hits you right on eighteen green, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what you got. You're just out of there. I like that. You know, that's the type of guy you you know just to let you know. I've never been over tipped. Yeah, I see that. Cat- oh, no, no, caddies can never be over tipped. Yeah, fast money makes good friends. How about the guy uh, tips you and he asks, "Do you have change?" Oh, <laughs> you say, oh. "Sir, that is change." <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, caddies always come to work with an empty wallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I never have a dollar. Oh, let me check. Oh no, see, one yeah. dollar. Yeah, you want that? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, how, how, how about the guy Dollar. The guy that says, hey, uh, we're here for three, four days. Can, can, can I get you at the end? Yeah. I'll be like, no, 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 no. My, the wife garnishes my wages. I have to get paid every day. She'll, she'll think I went to the, the, the pub all day. I, I, you know, uh, red no flag. Chance. Red, red flag. flag. Yeah. Red flag. You got to oh, tell no. them you got to get your crack on the way home. Don't worry. Have you ever been taken care of by somebody who says they'll take care of you? Yeah. You have? Huh? Oh, uh, yeah. No. I mean, no. Yeah, it's, always, it's always a red flag, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I heard in Scotland a few times. I normally make a lot more than that. Yeah, direct again. I direct again. That's Hall of Fame stuff, right there. It's Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, you're you know, you're putting yourself out there, right? You know, we are, we are we are calling this the tactical tipping techniques. Yeah, there's there's a lot of variables. That's there's, for sure. There's some you know there's some direct. There's some some indirect. How about when the guy gives you a bad tip, but then he asks you if you want to come with us tomorrow? <gasps> now you gotta oh, say, well. <laughs> We're free. We're independent contractors. We can do what we want. Yeah. Well, I gotta check with the manager. He might have me on another job. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, I, I, I gotta keep the manager happy. Uh, or actually, you know, I gotta I got a root canal schedule tomorrow. I think it'd be gonna be more enjoyable. So- I, can, I can use the kid, the kids. If you have kids, use that as an excuse. Right. And now I'm, I've been using the podcast lately. Yeah. Oh, that's we tape Tuesdays. Yeah. Oh. Wednesday. I'll Thursday. Oh, well, you guys do a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, True story. Two years uh, ago, I got the uh, wisdom teeth pulled out, mm. and I had a six-month return visit to see how it was going. And I'm carrying for a couple. I just had a horrible feeling off them. I just didn't feel right. Yeah. And they asked me during the round, "Oh, can you can you come tomorrow?" Now, normally, I would say, "Well, I'll I'll check the wife's schedule, see if she's off. You know, we like to we don't get many days off together." Sure. I actually used the excuse. I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. There you go. So I say, "Well, give me your number. Well, I'll if I can't make it, I'll hook you up." And then they tip me. I get back to my car. I go, "Wow!" Straight away, I'm on the phone to the dentist. Yeah, I'm going to be. Can can we do the afternoon, please? Nice. That was classic. That, that, that was the reversal, huh? Reversal of fortune there, huh? I'll tell you what the ultimate Hall of Fame move is, right? And now this comes from a couple of guys that we know, and I think it happened about twenty years ago. It was an Asian chap. Not wonderful English, and he gets off the course, and he pulls his wallet out, and he bring, brings out twenty dollars, and he hands it to the caddy, and the caddy then looks at him and says, 
Well, he doesn't say anything, he just shakes his head. And he hands him another 20. And he shakes his head again. The caddy then just grabs the wallet, (laughs) takes out about the average. Wow. Gives him the wallet back, shakes his hand, says, thank you very much. Wow. Well, that Talk about bold. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Or like the Turnberry caddy that I told you about 20-odd years ago oh. that just said, sorry, sir, that will not do. That will yeah. not do. Wow. And, the, and the poor guy just, oh, another 10, uh, another 10, another 10, another awesome. 5. And he goes, wonderful. You have a great trip to Scotland, sir. <laughs> and, wow. and he was in the pub 10 minutes later buying drinks. I've never heard of the wallet grab before, though. That's That's impressive. That's working hard for the money. I think to qualify you for the Real Life Caddy Podcast Hall of Fame, there's a lot of shenanigans. Shenanigans ha- and expressions. So now that we have to do, now there's rookies that you just know straight away, like I was saying with creating separation, that you would yeah. have to agree. That yeah. is a vet move. That's a vet move. Rookies, no. they would just, you need to learn that. Yeah. You, you need. Yeah. I think you need to be kicked in the hoo-hoo two yeah. or three times to then work it out, okay? Yeah, slow down so, and think about what you're doing here. How about this one? Kicking the ball. Now, we do it all the time. Last week when I was caddying on Sunday, the 13th hole goes side by side to the 9th. So I see another colleague of ours. Yeah. He's past the bunker and he's right next to the cart path. And he's last, obviously the last player hits, he's four caddying. And I see him looking up like a prairie dog. And then he runs <laughs> 10, 15 yards and he kicks the ball onto the cart path yeah. and runs all the way down the cart path about 75, 80 yards. What was funnier was my players saw it happen. Yeah. And they were like, have you been doing that to us? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No chance. Easy. I'm, I'm, I, I've, done, I've used that one before. We have a, a par five dog leg right and there's some trees on the right uh-huh. and right next to the cart path. And sometimes they, the ball kind of jangles around over there and it's just two inches away from the... <laughs> From the cart path, just sitting there. So I'm over there. I'll just give it a little nudge, and off she goes. Yeah, I went all the way around the bend. You got 180 in. Oh, marvelous! This is my luckiest day. Well, how about this? Mike was tell- talking to me about this the other day, and he said, on a long par four, and you have a bit of a an average amateur golfer. Yeah. Rookies will kick the ball forward straight yeah. into go zone, whereas a veteran caddy, right? Now they have two ten or something. Yeah. You'll kick it back the way yeah. to make sure. Sh- yeah, we're gonna, let's just go wedge, wedge. I like it. Kick it back to 240, not up to 210. That's like, the, and the prank guy will probably score better most of the time. He'll, he'll score better. Yeah. You'll get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And again, it, yeah. I'd say that's tipping technique. Yeah, and I, I mentioned that. <clears throat> may have mentioned this story before, but the, the really funny one with that was uh, par four, dog leg right. And the players can't really see the right side from the tee. Yeah. So. And kind of tell him to kind of try to cut the corner to the right. Uh, so this guy I'm working with, he's he's been known to be a little slippery. Uh, he his his player hits it, hits a tree and drops straight down. I saw it, you know. He goes, "What? Where'd it go?" I'm like, it "Just drop straight down over there." Uh, so he goes over to the tree, finds a ball, grabs it, hucks it. I mean, hucks it like 75 yards down the fairway. Uh-huh. I'm like, "Oh, come on, man, that's too much." <laughs> and also a little infraction, right? It's yeah. 20 yards, okay. So now his balls, the guy's balls down at 150. Everyone's else is back at 210. It's like, "Wow, how did I get down there?" Oh, you hit the tree, then hit the side of the curb, then a squirrel grabbed it and <laughs> ran it out to the middle of the fairway. So they get down there. Guy gets over the ball. This is not my ball. <laughs> so which tree did it hit? Yeah. Oh, that one back there. Here it is. Ouch. 
Ouch. Nearly. Last week it happened to me. Oh, Gordon. Four caddying for four, which you know I hate. The guy oh. hooks it into the trees. Hooking the ball, hooking the ball. Hooking the ball, hooking the ball. And it goes straight oh. into this oak tree. It comes down and it's about 30 yards from me. So I quickly, you know, dart over there and there's some thick grass there and I see a, I see a ball. Of course, I kick it out 10 yards into a much more manageable lie. Yes. And the guy was in the phone and I'm talking to the other players and I'm like, oh, I said, yeah, just grab a 160 shot. It was a par five, so layup. Yeah, 160, that should take the end of the fairway. He goes across there, he's still on his phone, hits the shot, we get down, to, he plays his third shot and he's over it and he goes, oh, that's not my ball. I went, oh well, well, and I thought, oh, lost the hole because they're playing a very serious match. That's called the walk of shame. Yeah, you know what? But you know what? I I I used my veteran moves and I was able to talk through it. Say, oh, very thick rough there, or you know, so it might have been in that stuff there. Uh, Yeah, all right. That the trying trying to save it, but it's too late. Yeah, what about giving false yardages? Uh, well, yeah, you got to do it sometimes, right? When you know the guy's under clubbing all day, right? You have mm-hmm. to, you have to tell him something. Well, it does play, you know, at least twenty yards uphill, sir. Re- oh, really? Why? I don't, I don't see the hill. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's the turf is really soft right now, and you know, it takes takes a little extra to yeah. get through it. You know, so. it it t- it takes a Hall of Fame caddy, right, to be able to diplomatically tell a duck golfer how bad they are, but not tell them how bad they are, and there that's yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, give give giving a false yardage could be it. Yes, that was one of our criteria. Absolutely. Uh, other shenanigans. Uh, we'll give a shout out here to uh, uh, Timmy T, aka King of the Gimme. His clients have never missed a ten footer because they've never putted one. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he keeps them moving all right, and he's like a magician with the the club. Flicking, he gets the wedge going, and he's hitting it up and down, and he's popping this one there, he's popping that one there to the other guy. Balls are flying everywhere, and so he's like, "Holy mackerel, what's going on? What happened here? Do we do we we don't putt anymore in golf? Okay, okay. Love you, Timmy. I think keep, keep it moving. There's certain ones that you you just can't do. We we talked about the guy who said he used to carry for the Beatles. Oh yeah, because you're always asked. Yeah, celebrities oh, and all that. Which celebrities you carry for? What you should be? Well. The, the secret there is you don't go too ridiculous. Okay. You know, if you haven't carried for anyone, you want to lie, you want to impress, maybe it's a slow news day with the guy you're carrying for, you just, yeah, we'll throw something in there. Kip, he actually, his, his mate, little Brandon, would, mm. would tell people he carried for Richard Simmons. Okay. That's not one that's, you can fact check. Oh, I never knew, I never knew he played, <laughs> played golf. That's, that's different. See? Yeah. Make it very obscure. Yeah. You know? Or, you know, go go C-list. Yeah. But, but don't start saying... That you carry for LeBron James or something like that, you yeah, know, because too easy too to fact check. Yeah, I yeah. like to also incorporate celebrity lists that, like, you know, caddying for a bunch of Canadians. Oh yeah, I've, I've caddied for uh, Wayne Gretzky before. Holy oh. moly, Wayne Gretzky! Oh. The, t- the tip just went up to five bucks. Oh wow, Neil's famous. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, we also, you, you never want to tell. Sometimes, so when I was younger, younger, thirteen years old. Straight away, people caddy guys are going. Oh, what well, I travelled you know, three, four, five thousand miles all the way here, and I get this kid. Yeah. So you had to, you had to buy your trust with lies. Okay. So maybe tell him you're a scratch golfer. All right. Uh, yeah, oh, sure. right. Oh, kid can, and that kid, wins a little bit of love. Kid's got some game. But sometimes you have to, if you're gonna, if you have to do this, maybe tell them that you you played on tour. 
Oh, well, yeah, why not? Go all out. Yeah, huh? We're professional. You did yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. We had a guy that said he played in the Masters. Oh, <laughs> now there's the example of you taking know, it a little too far. I, I, I guess kind of hard okay, to fact what, check. What year was that? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, let me go and check. Get my phone out. It's I called Google. <laughs> but how about this? If you're going to do that, uh, go for something obscure. Say you finished starting the Tuscan Open right behind Phil Mickelson. Yeah, yeah. You know? you're, you're in the, the, the top ten order of merit on the on the on the Cactus Tour. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's always phrases that the will outlaw tour, whatever it is. Like that's it. It's called the outlaw, it's the outlaw tour. tour for the dudes. You mentioned expressions, so give us some expressions that you hear all the time to try and giddy people up or make them feel better. And oh. obviously, yeah, I use one uh, quite often. The guy's having a terrible hole, right? Probably maybe got seven <laughs> or eight holes. Holes out like a eight footer. Hey, nice par. <laughs> just, I just, you know, yeah. just to see if anyone is paying attention. Oh, some, maybe some... you're a back nine player. <laughs> yeah. See, to tell you one I hate is because uh, again, I, although I'm a talker, I actually, when someone hits a bad shot, I'm more of the Peter Alice. I'll just say nothing. Yeah. And this, when when you're playing a par three and people miss it and the caddies go, chipping a putt, chipping a putt. Yeah. Like no, wait, wait, he just missed the green yeah. by 140 yards. Yeah. I don't think he's chipping and paring it. I don't think he's going to get up. Chipping and down a pot. Now. Can't stand uh, that one. Uh, oh, the old oh, the hole opens up over there. Really, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people, you know, say, "Oh, what is over there?" I say, "Double bogey." Double. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be honest sometimes too. Hey, hey, but there was great pace in that pot. Yeah, oh, yeah. great pace. That oh, means... it was a good line. It's a good line though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a much better stroke there, John. Yeah, I had a guy the other day. He commented on his his buddy's putt. Oh, it went right right off your club face. <laughs> <laughs> I said that's also known as a push, guys, <laughs> or a slice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, oh, it's okay. It's a par five. I think we could probably still squeeze par out of this one. Oh yeah, par five, good. Oh man, too much. And it, I actually forgot about a couple of things that could on the criteria of Hall of Famer. Staying tight lipped. Right? Alright. So we've discussed the putt. We've discussed the putt until it's, you know, beaten to death. Your man gets over the putt and then he says, left edge. Now you can be sarcastic and say it hasn't changed in the last five minutes since yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, since we talked about it twenty times already. Or you just tight lipped, nothing. Yeah. Because you know he heard it. Yeah, and you're over. The, he's over the ball in a par three. Yeah. So one fifty, right? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Crickets. Yeah. That to me, that's that's going to get you hall of that's fame. That's like as well. my my classic guy. I told you about. Uh, every time anything I ever say, what, what? <laughs> you had one hundred fifty. What? What? I got a cup right left. What? I'm like. You heard me. I know it. I've said it six times now. Maybe Stop it. Maybe you've been insensitive. Maybe that was his tick. You know, Tourette's. It's just but, this way of communicating. <laughs> but you're that, finally, I learned. Just don't say, say it again. He, he heard you the first five times. Throw good, away the key. Good point. Good point. Perfect. Well, that that's great. The Caddy Hall of Fame is a wonderful idea. I love it. I do believe they need to start thinking about who they induct. Yeah. Maybe we'll send this podcast to the, the Caddy Hall of Fame uh, board. Yeah, they're going to be massive fans of that. Yeah. Rudge Rippin and Jack. <laughs> but at least we got a chance to, you know, put out our criteria of how you get in. I, I hope it. I hope you enjoyed that. The tactical tipping technique techniques is is fantastic. <laughs> Say that five times. Yeah, with a drink. We <laughs> are now going to move and wrap up the show with our notable mentions. A little bit of information about our YouTube channel and the quest for the Champions Tour, as well as some questions from the mailbag. Sounds good. Hi. This is Matt Coochie Coocher, golfer and professional cheapskate. Don't listen to these guys. You don't have to tip your caddy. 
I don't. I do love listening to the Real Life Caddy podcast, though. It doesn't even cost a penny. It's free. Keep up the good work, guys. Okay, we Neil, what do you think about Coochie? He's a big listener. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Good news. What's Cooch what's got going? Yeah, Coochie. Yeah. We, we got a lot of crack on with here. We're going to go straight to mailbag, okay? All right. I was asked to caddy for my uncle in a prestigious pro-am. In a practice round, he asked me where the pin would be during the tournament. I didn't know what to tell him. Any advice? And that comes from James La Jolla in Arizona. Uh, James, I wouldn't worry about it because he'll be in his pocket half the day. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if anyone doesn't get the idea of the question there, very often in pro-ams and professional golf tournaments, professionals and caddies will try and determine on practice day where the, the hole will be. From previous tournaments. From previous times. We've, we've discussed this before. It's, it's, I think someone like Jason Day can rely a little bit on his iron play to know that he might be in a certain position on the green to be putting uphill or whatever. Sure. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to uh, premeditate. Yeah. What you'll do in a, a pro-am is the, pro, the amateurs start trying to become the, the pros. They start oh, copycats. The, yeah, in the practice round. So yeah, that's, that gets a little annoying. Yeah, old George yeah. with the eighteen handicap, yeah. who you know you can't find the you know center of the club face. Yeah. He's so, going to start worrying about sure. the you know the, where, where the pin's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, well, no. and and sometimes they'll just have the they'll have the different color dots on the green. Yeah. So that makes life a lot easier. So for yeah, don't worry about that, James. Just uh, tell yeah. him to concentrate and try to make contact. Yeah. <laughs> tell him to hit good putts. Uh, next question. I was looking at a brand new Scotty Cameron putter, and it looks exactly like my old ping answer. What's the difference, and is it worth investing in a Scotty? That's from Connor in County Antrim, Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, I would say the Scotty Camerons are a, a little shinier, and they have some <laughs> <laughs> they have some red circles on them, and they come with a nice fancy cover. Oh, there yeah, you go. That's that's my two cents. Wait, what's the what's the difference in price? About three times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, circa. Yeah, I would uh, say at least at least three times. Connor, before you buy so, uh, Scotty Cameron, they are definitely Take it, you know, go down to the golf shop and have a look at them together, the Ping Answer and the Scotty. You'll probably find they're the same putter. Mm. So save your save yourself the money. Yeah, buy the buy the answer and then buy the fancy cover. Exactly. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Perfect. No one will know if it's Scotty C or not. Uh, this this next question is from a Nancy, and she's from Espanola in New Mexico. And this is uh, this is for you, Neil. Next year, I am planning a trip to California to play golf. We are starting in Southern California and driving north to San Francisco. We have several courses lined up, but wanted to ask you if there are any you could suggest along the way and suggest any good bars in Santa Barbara. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll start with the courses first then, huh? Uh, I've mentioned this one a couple of times. It's up a little north of Santa Barbara in Goleta, uh, where I worked there in the, in the mid-80s. Uh, Sandpiper Golf Course. It's actually a really good links course. We didn't mention that on our links links talk last time but mm. it's a nice layout there's a 10 uh 11 12 13 14 all run right along the 100 foot bluff there mm-hmm. uh pretty pretty good darn good track really yeah. i don't think too pricey for what it is so yeah. i would definitely play Sa- sandpiper uh, another good course uh in lompoc off the beaten trail a little but if it's in good shape it used to be in phenomenal shape i think it's gone downhill a little since but it's still a good track uh la parisima la parisima yeah it's good 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 course. It gets a little windy out there, but nice course. Uh, another one along the way is uh, Hunter Ranch in Paso Robles. Uh, also a good little layout, fun layout on the way up. It's about halfway between 
L.A. and San Francisco, so it's a little good pit stop, good good wine tasting there too. Is, is that the place where Oprah is the club champion? Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 uh, in Montecito, oh, okay. other other place. Okay. Valley Club. My, my bad. Yeah, my the bad. Valley Club. Yeah, that's a little upscale. No one's getting on that. She's one. really long off the tee. Yeah, long. Uh, Hunter Ranch though, phenomenal food there. They uh-huh. make some good brisket, good tri tip there. They mm-hmm. got the barbecue going there all the time. Uh, and last but not least, wonderful course we've mentioned it, Mackenzie Design. Santa Cruz, Pasa Tiempo. Really, in the, should be in the top, most people's top 100, I would think. Okay. Public courses, that's for certain. Uh, good bars. Uh, downtown, I had a few good times at the Long Bar, a nice Mexican bar. Right. It's about a 100-foot long bar. Good fun. Good margis. Gets a little loud, a little crazy in there. Dos cervezas, <laughs> yeah. por favor. There you go. Uh, and if you ever happen to wander into Isla Vista near UCSB, place called the graduate we used to go there on uh wednesday nights uh-huh it was interesting they had a special uh at, i think it was at five o'clock it was five to six was one dollar drinks six to seven two dollar seven to eight three dollar and eight to nine four dollars okay and they used to serve these long island iced teas wow. that were about 24 ounces I don't, I don't think i ever made it to eight o'clock <laughs> shocker Next question. Uh, you both sound like you've played golf in Scotland and Ireland. Can you tell me about a crazy shot you hit playing in those conditions where you just had to laugh at what happened? Jason Manning, Southampton, New York. You want to lead on that one? I once hit a drive that went 120 yards into the wind. Wow. And I'm used to hitting it anywhere between 250 and what, 320-ish. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Just nutted it. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Just laugh at it. Yeah, that's laugh it. at yourself. Yeah, for being out there. I was once with uh, River Robert at Carnoustie on a really nasty day. We actually had to hide for a while in the uh, spectacle bunkers on the 14th, the par five. Yeah, it was blowing so hard we could barely even walk, and it was it was coming down in sheets. It was nasty, but I, I remember hitting a wedge there, and it was like in the rough a little. And I just got under it, and the thing went <laughs> straight up, and I, it might have ended up like. 10 feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. I was just watching it come right back at me. I was just like, okay, River Robber, I've had enough today, buddy. Let's, let's, let's go to the pub. <laughs> uh, final question. In golf, if you get a birdie, you're one under. If you get an eagle, it's two under. If it's a par, you make level. What do you get for killing a squirrel? And that's from Big G from Monterey, <laughs> California. No. Hold on a second. That was not a squirrel. It was a prairie dog. That's a... Uh, oh, why did you have to bring that up, man? So, okay, so this uh. is... As anyone, any regular listeners will know, and if you don't, if you're not regular, go back and listen to the last few episodes. The Champions Tour needs an injection of energy, so Neil and myself decided that, hey, let's enter them for the Pure Insurance Qualifier at Black Horse in yeah. Monterey. So there's going to be a YouTube video we've started. Mm. So hopefully that'll be out on Sunday when this episode comes out. So go across to youtube.com forward slash glorified donkey. Subscribe to that channel because it's fun. We went out and did our first practice round yesterday and Neil killed a squirrel. (laughs) Well, I was just driving along and this thing did everything it could to get underneath my wheel so fast i didn't i couldn't even react this thing was buggering across yeah i, I couldn't even put on the brakes and all i all i heard was dum 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 yeah. like oh i turned around i was like eh, he's not quite done yet is he it happened right in front of myself and mike uh, and uh i i did i did say hey listen i'll go back and run over it and just finish the job but he didn't have much left 
Yeah. We checked up on him later on and a vulture. Well, that's a good tactic, though. It seemed to shake you up a little more than me. I made a little comeback there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like four down. I got it back to one after that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, me, I'm, you I'm seemed a, a little rattled, but a real animal lover myself, <laughs> yeah. you know. So you really okay. kind of shook me up. All right, I'm, I'm gonna remember that one. But yeah, we're we're in fully training. We're gonna once we finish the podcast, we're actually heading for some more training. So you'll enjoy that in the YouTube channel. We got an email from a Mark Waters in Australia, Australia, Dan Ender. I I met Mark a, a few years ago. He 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 runs a company called ITS Travel. Uh, you want to check out the nearlyopen.com because he basically he has an organization called the Nearly Professional Golf Association (NPGA). Okay, it's basically just a bunch of bevy merchants from the UK and Australia. That was my impression from All when right. they when I met them. Just having some fun. Great group of, group of lads, and they travel around the world just playing golf. Now he did mention of the sixty four Royal Courses. Now we talked about Royal mentioned Royal Courses last week. Australia has the most outside the UK. That's out. Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Perth, Canberra, Queensland, Fremantle, and Hobbit. So that's not bad for a nation of convicts, he said. So that's he pretty l- good. listens to the show every week. Uh, really enjoyed it. Another little uh, tidbit from last week. Roy Lytham and St. Anne's. Yeah. I said 168 bunkers. You said 173. Big Tony text us. 174. Oh. Slightly off. Way off. <laughs> Way off. Oh, I think they filled one in since the, the last open. That's it. So, I, think, I think Reed complained about one, so they filled it in. <laughs> thanks thanks for letting us know, Big Tony. But as as you know, no one likes a smart arse. So you are this week's bell end Yay, of the week. Tony, you were, you were overdue, man. Yeah, we'll get your name in that you, trophy you better, again. You were a couple month drought there. Now, any shout outs? I'm good. Okay, I want to give a shout out to wee Robert Huff, little assistant professional. He's been listening, catching up on all the podcasts. All right, nice. I did bully him, and uh, but Robert, thanks for listening. And a Dennis O'Brien, he's a young lad from the East Coast. He caddies at Chevy Chase Club in Maryland. Nice. So Dennis, sounds like a fun club. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the good news about the Real Life Caddy Podcast. Anyone out there, if you still haven't done it, please rate, review, and share the podcast. We are off to practice. Let's do it. We've got some training to do. Big week to go. But if you're out there, we're, we're going to go and enjoy our golf. Please, you go and enjoy your golf. But most importantly, keep it humble. Peace out. Hey, man, can you help me with my golf swing? Oh, yeah. I got this little problem. I got the hooking the ball. Hooking oh. the ball. Maybe you can help That's me right with on. my problem on a Saturday daddy night. daddy always told me that I seem so strange. Now I'm working at the driving range Looking for love, doing my scene Trying to get the women to show me their swing Oh, life is strange Dreaming of the tour and working on the range Oh, life is strange Oh, no, there's another one in the world Tell me I'm a pro, we're gonna let you play We're making you a member of the PGA Couldn't pay the rent, I didn't make the cut I never understand how I missed that putt
Mulligan. Hey.